0: Colorado's switchblade. I'm your host, Jason Vantanov, as always. Back from the wilds of getting my book done. Just got the red line edits into my editor over at Skyhorse last night. Man, it's always so much more than you think. But this is it. This is home stretch. Just got to do the uh, edits the editor wants um, in a few weeks. And then, like, galleys go off to the New York Times reviewers, and they, they set up the book, and it comes out February, early February. So, um, so uh, this today's episode, we're going to be talking about the decision that's being made here in Estes Park about the um, new chief of police, which they should be making a decision on, possibly even today. But there was a a meet and greet forum last night where the candidates all got up and spoke. I went out and got some. I I recorded that. So uh, you'll be able to hear the candidates in their own voice, in their own words, uh, speaking about why they want to be our police chief. I think we've got some great candidates. Um, I'll talk about that more later this week. um, In the next episode, we're going to start off, kick off another special series of the Colorado Switchblade Schoolhouse Rock, where we go over uh, what we'll be voting on. So the 2022 state ballot information booklets mailed out. You may have gotten yours. This is for the statewide election day on Tuesday, November 8th, 2022. We're going to start on the state level. We'll, We'll also be getting into local ballot initiatives. And of course, we have the lodging tax issue coming up um, so we'll be revisiting that and and um, talking to people in the know that are helping to bring these initiatives forward um, and, and, and then people that are against them. So uh, we'll be doing that. Uh, I'm going to kick it off with um, a, a ballot initiative that I was a bit surprised to see. I mean, I've been out of the loop because I've been writing this book and it's just consumed my life over the last six months but especially in the last month and two months um, but uh proposition 122 is what we're gonna kick it off with and that's access to natural psychedelic substances and um, for those of you who don't know what that is that's that's magic mushrooms so uh, yeah we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be breaking down the proposition 122 which proposes to amend the Colorado state statutes uh, that by late 2024, the state of Colorado will allow the supervised use of psychedelic mushrooms by individuals age 21 and over at licensed facilities and require the state to create a regulatory structure for the operation of these licensed facilities. Um, and uh, they're going to expand it out to some different types of substances. Um which will include plant-based psychedelic substances, dimethyltryptamine, which DMT, um, ibogaine, which actually is is been proven to really help with opiate addiction and addiction uh, issues in general, and um, yeah, mescaline as well in in certain regards. Um, But uh, yeah, we're going to be breaking that down and just, you know, I I know it's probably shocking to a lot of my listeners that, you know, magic mushrooms uh, would be on the ballot. But I mean, we've just got to dig into the research that shows that this is just a medical breakthrough when it comes to depression and um, uh, just uh, traumatic issues, mental health issues. Um, It really is just that... the scientific evidence really is beginning to show us that this really may be the way to go. So we're going to, we're going to break that down. That's going to be the next episode. I'm working on that. I'm going to try to get some experts in the field on. So it's not just me talking about it. Um, But uh, yeah, so we're going to kick that off. Um, And uh, of course we've got the, the on on a national level, the, Department of Justice has launched their case against uh, Stuart Rhodes and the oath Keepers of course I've just been inundated once again with uh, requests to be on CNN and MSNBC and just all the the big mainstream media um, I don't know if if I'm gonna do it or not I kind of said everything I need to say on that I think um, I don't know why they keep asking me on but uh, and it's a it's a trade-off like you know, the, my, my golden ticket for the future of me and my daughters having a better life really lies in this book and my career as an author um, and that the project is off from that and the connections I make from that specifically. And in order to do that, I really need to, you know, be out there in the media realm um, when it comes to this type of thing to help get my name out there and my writing out there. So people will buy the books so that I have the opportunity to write future books on different topics. Cause I, I sure as hell don't want to write about the Oath Keepers the rest of my life. I want, I want to be done with it after this book. Um, But uh, for now I got away the, uh, the balance between like oversaturation and and just not wanting to talk about this shit anymore. And getting my name out there. So that's something I'm, I'm, I'm trying to weigh right now. Anyway, your, your odds are you'll be able to see me on, just turn on the news and uh, MSNBC or CNN and, and uh, you'll probably see me on there. Um, so let's just, let's dig into, so possibly today, as I said, the, uh, the town of Estes Park, Colorado is going to be selecting a new chief of police. And um, we've got some great candidates. We really do. There was a, um, oh, like I said, a meet and greet yesterday that I went out to, got to talk to um, pretty much all the candidates. And I didn't get to talk with Alice Carey. She seemed to duck out quickly. Um, but I, I really feel there are some great candidates. And I'll, I'll tell you at the end of the episode who I think would be the best choices um, for our particular community and and just our culture here in town because you know we we, we kind of are a, a different beast so um i think uh i think there's some great candidates though and um there's there's three specifically that i think any one of them would do a great job but uh let's go ahead and jump into i'm just going to read the bio- biographies that they have sent in so these are the Essex park police chief candidate biographies as provided by the candidates. Um, I'm going to put a link up to this so you can see it for yourself. It'll be on the, it's a a Google Drive link um, coming off of the Town of Estes Park's website. Um, And this was released back in September 28th, 2022. Um, First one, and it's in alphabetical order, so no, no, uh, just, yeah. The first one is Alice Carey. Alice Carey is the Executive Director of Public Safety and Chief of Police at the University of Illinois' Police Department. She has more than 35 years of progressive law enforcement experience, spanning literally from coast to coast. She began her law enforcement career in Michigan before her journey took her to Wyoming, the University of Oregon, the University of Maryland, Baltimore, and now the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. She has worked in just about every capacity of law enforcement, including as police officer, sheriff's deputy, state trooper, and as a criminal investigator in the office of the district attorney. Chief Carey is a self-described change agent and has demonstrated a talent for developing and implementing innovative strategies for solid community partnerships that respect diversity. She can often be seen around campus with her law enforcement therapy dog, Archie. Um, Derek Gress is a Colorado native, uh, and is approaching 30 years in law enforcement raised in the mountains of Vail Valley. Derek entered the U S Marine Corps out of high school, serving as a presidential ceremonial guard for presidents Reagan and Bush in Washington, DC, as well as serving with the first battalion of the fifth Marines in the 1991 Persian Gulf war operation desert storm while serving in many leadership positions during his military service, Derek obtained white house and top secret clearances upon obtaining his honorable discharge. Derek put himself through the police Academy in Glenwood Springs and was soon hired by the resort town of Avon, Colorado. So he's got mountain resort town experience during his time with the Avon PD. Derek served as a firearms instructor, field training officer slash coordinator defensive tactics instructor, and a crash investigator. Derek moved to Michigan, serving 21 years with the very busy Ypsilanti Police Department. I'm probably not saying that right. During this time, Derek served in many roles, including FTO, detective, canine unit handler, supervisor, hostage negotiator, team leader, defensive tactics instructor, patrol sergeant, and lieutenant ascending to become second in command of the 30-member department. Derek's love for the Colorado mountains caused him to return in 2018 to work with the fifth judicial district's attorney's office before being hired as the assistant chief to the Breckenridge police department in 2019. Derek currently oversees the operations and support sides of the Breckenridge police department. Derek's extensive experience is supplemented by his education. Derek holds a BAS in law enforcement and is a graduate of the FBI national academy police staff, and command school, and advanced chief school, along with having completed many other executive supervisory trainings. Derek balances his work life by playing outside in the mountains. He enjoys fishing, hunting, kayaking, playing pickleball, and traveling the world. Do we have that pickleball here? I seem to think we do at the rec center, maybe. I don't know. David D. Hayes, leadership accomplishments. Currently serving as the chief of police in Louisville, Colorado, where I have served as since 2014, he says, and previously served with the Boulder Police Department from 1978 to 2014. He served as a president of the Colorado Association of Chiefs of Police. He obtained the first ever accreditation for the Louisville Police Department, Colorado Association of Chiefs with of police slash county sheriffs, and Colorado established contemporary policies and procedures for law enforcement services. He established the first ever master plan for the Louisville Police Department, established mental health co-responder program. He established a proactive solutions to help reduce crime and fear of crime to foster a better sense of safety within the community. He says he has a proven track record of implementing forward-thinking, comprehensive law enforcement standards, and that he is dedicated a, a, a dedicated adaptive leader who engages the community as a problem solver and accountability partner. He's a recipient of several awards and r- recognitions, including a 2021 award from Boulder County District Attorney Michael Doherty for Service to Victims of Domestic Violence. Um, His collaborative initiatives include organized emergency citizen notification and evacuation planning exercise with the Boulder public safety officials, Uh, and that was after the Marshall fire. Law enforcement response to fentanyl crisis, including developing model policy for first responders responding to drug-related deaths or poisonings. Um, He has provided vital leadership in the management of fires, riots, and floods, including the 2013 flood affecting both Lamar and Boulder counties and the 2021 Marshall Fire, which we know was just devastating. Um, He says he's a collaborative leader, active listener, and supports programs including community policing, restorative justice, police chaplain, and victim advocate's. He says he has a good understanding of contemporary police standards and policing in smaller communities with high expectations. He believes that he can make a difference by contributing to the Estes Park community as a leader and resident. He does actually have a house. He's had a house in Estes here uh, for for a while now. I had a chance to talk with him for a bit. Um, Then we have uh, Interim Chief Corey Paz who, uh, of course, a lot of us already know. He, he's, he's been here in SS, our SS Park community for quite a while in a law enforcement capacity. Uh, Corey Pass grew up in northern Colorado and graduated from Loveland High School. He has an amazing wife, Lori, and two children that grew up in SS Park and graduated from Estes Park High School. They also have two grandchildren, he says. Corey is currently serving as the intern police chief for the SS Park Police Department, during which time he has been able to demonstrate his ability to succeed in his role. Having been a part of the SS Park community for over 30 years, Corey understands the intricacies of this amazing mountain community and the many challenges that come with it. He began his law enforcement career in 1990 when he worked for the University of Northern Colorado's police department. He started work with the Essex Park Police Department in 1991, and has steadily risen through the ranks. During his tenure with the Essex Park Police Department, he has held or managed every position in the agency. Corey has extensive experience with the police operations, emergency communications, criminal justice records, technology, restorative justice, and volunteer management. He serves as the board chair for the Essex Valley Crisis Advocates and the vice chair for the local Salvation Army. Serving as the co-emergency manager for the past 10 years, Corey has trained in NIMS and ICS. He has been directly involved in helping to lead the town through various natural and man-made disasters to include floods, fires, and COVID-19. He has a broad understanding of the technologies that are used in law enforcement and has led the transition for the town of Estes Park and the Estes Park Police Department in many of these complex transitions. Being a progressive leader who bases his leadership on empowerment and accountability, Corey realizes that it is the partnership between our citizens and the police department that has made the town of Estes Park one of the safest communities in the state of Colorado. He believes in and teaches the principles of adult learning and restorative justice. Corey has earned a Bachelor of Science degree in criminal justice with an emphasis in police administration and management and a master's degree in organizational leadership with the emphasis in charge change, sorry, change management. In 2018, he graduated from Northwestern University School of Police Staff and Command. Corey says he's honored and humbled to have helped lead the men and women of Essex Park Police Department through some very difficult situations over the past year. These situations could have been torn apart, the agency, but instead has built an even stronger level of support and respect between the police department and the community. The town of Essex Park and the Esses Park Police Department has a sound culture that stems from the hard work of many people. It is extremely important that this culture does not get lost, as this is what makes Esses Park Police Department stand out from other police agencies across the state and country. Ian R. Stewart, um, Lieutenant Ian Stewart has been with the Lamar County Sheriff's Office for the last 23 years. And here's what I will say. I know Ian, um, just covering breaking local news. He is the guy who's in charge of not only the drug task force here in Lumber County, but he's also the guy that heads up the, uh, the Archer team, which is the new acronym for the SWAT team. And, um, we actually kind of got to know each other just from always being out covering, you know, I was always out there covering the news and, uh, he was always on scene on these things. So he, he always makes it a point to get up here and be, plugged in here in Estes Park. So I'm going to say that before I continue here. Um, as a third-generation Coloradoan, he has deep roots in northern Colorado. Ian has been the commander of the Northern Colorado Drug Task Force for the past two years and has commanded the Larimer County Regional SWAT, or the All-Hazards Crisis Response Team, um, for the last six years. Ian also serves as a member of the Larimer County Sheriff's Justin Smith's command staff. Lieutenant Stewart began his public safety career in 1998 with the Risk Canyon Volunteer Fire Department up outside of Fort Collins. While obtaining his Bachelor's of Science at Colorado State University, he served as an EMT, firefighter, and medical officer for the department. After graduation, Ian was hired by the Sheriff's Office and served three years in the jail before transferring to patrol. Approximately three years later, Ian was selected to be detective at the Lambert County Drug Task Force. There, he served for two and a half years before returning to the LCSo, Lamar County Sheriff's Office, as a property crimes investigator. Approximately one year later, he is promoted to sergeant and remained in the investigations division where he has served for three years. In 2013, Ian transferred to the Administrative Support Services Division, where he oversaw the training unit fleet, supply, and several other administrative positions. Ian was promoted to lieutenant in 2016 and served as a patrol watch commander for four years. In 2020, Ian replaced Captain Joe Shellhammer as a commander of the Northern Colorado Drug Task Force. During Ian's career, he served in numerous collateral duties. Some of these include instructor roles in firearms tactics, critical incident management, active shooter, less lethal systems, narcotics, land navigation, and command decision making. He has also served in leadership roles outside the agency. For four years, Ian successfully served as the president of the Rocky Mountain Tactical Team Association. He also served on the State of Colorado Peace Officers Standards and Training Curriculum Subject Matter Expert Committee. In 2018, Ian was one of the 20 individuals selected in the nation to serve on the National Tactical Officers Association Tactical Response Operations Standards Standards Review Committee. Lieutenant Stewart spends his off-duty time outdoors with his family enjoying all the things that make Northern Colorado a special place to live. These include hiking, fishing, camping, and exploring Colorado's backcountry feel like we need more walks on the beach during sunset in in these like end paragraphs for all of these um yeah so uh i got a chance to go down and, and talk with a lot of the candidates i didn't get all of them i tried um and uh got I, you know what i just got to talk to like a lot of the folks i know that are first responders here in town dispatch and fire and medical and um, and especially the police. And I, I want you, my listeners, to really, I want you to do me a favor. From what I'm hearing, right now there is a staffing crunch, and for many of these people, these, these fellow community members, their life has become sleeping, waking up, maybe working out, and then working, and just rinse and repeat. They are being just kind of run ragged, there, there, there's, there's, we, we definitely need some more help, um, in these positions and, uh, they are taking up the slack and they're doing it in a great way. So as you're going about your day in this next week or so, and you come across one of our local police officers or dispatchers or EMS or fire, any one of our first responders, I, as a favor to me, I want you to just Take the time to approach them and just say thank you, shake their hand and just let them know that we really appreciate that they are really just, you know, spending all of their life putting it on the line right now because we are in kind of a crisis mode with the housing situation and, and you know, being able to retain good quality first responders in our community um, for, for a host of reasons, but primarily I think because of the housing situation. Um, and they are bearing the brunt of it right now. So please take the time, go shake their hand, not while they're like in the middle of something, but, uh, when it's safe to do so and just tell them thanks because they really are, um, going 110% at this point. And, um, you know, they, they need to know how much we appreciate it because we do have, we, we do have a special community here. And I've said it before, as much as I, you know, hold the powers that be to account we have it pretty damn good here and uh we need to let them know we do appreciate them and everything they're doing for us because they're they're making a lot of sacrifices in their personal life right now all right i'm done with that um so let's go ahead and get in and let you listen to them speak about uh why they feel they would be a good fit and then i'm going to talk about who i think would be good Um, Not that it makes any difference. It's not like I'm in the the, the decision making process in any capacity whatsoever. But, um, you know, I I, I interact with the the police department quite a bit. Just in my work is doing local journalism and uh, podcasting and whatnot. And, uh, you know, so I I, I feel like I've got a good read on, um, you know, our community and its its unique needs and culture and who might be the best fits. And I don't have one specifically, but I got I got a couple that I think um, would be really good fits. So we'll go over that afterwards. I want to take the time to thank my sponsors of this podcast, um, the Real Mountain Cinema and the Historic Park Theater, both of which um, help make this show possible. So uh, please go out and uh, go watch a movie. get Get away from some of the crazy shit that's happening in our world right now. and and take an hour and a half and just escape into the world of movies and good storytelling. It's worth it. It, it, It's a good stress relief. All right, so we're going to go ahead and just queue up the interviews and go from there.
1: So now what we would like to do is have you just listen and candidates will introduce themselves to you and then we want you to go back to socializing and we have... um, Forms for you to fill out if you want to say something about your interaction with the candidate, please take advantage of that. And so with that, Lynn, I'll let you live the right? Um, we're just going to go left
2: to right. Corey, okay. you can begin, and then just in turn, introduce yourself and tell them a little bit about
1: yourself. OK, perfect. Um, hi, everybody. I want to thank you all for coming. Uh, my name is Corey Pass. Um, I've been living here in Essence Park for 32 years. I've been here with the police department for 32 years. Uh, During that time, I've uh, steadily been able to work my way up uh, to where I'm currently serving as the interim chief of police up here. Um, I have a lot of experience in both our operations side of our agency and our support services side of our agency. Uh, I've had the opportunity to either hold or oversee pretty much every position that we have. Um, I do hold a bachelor's degree in criminal justice, uh, police administration and management. I have a master's degree in organizational leadership with an emphasis in change management. And also I have graduated from Northwestern School of Police Staff and Command. My wife and I, we have raised our children here. Um, They have since graduated from high high school here and have moved on into their own worlds. We are fully committed uh, here. We absolutely love this community. We've been here through the good times, and we've been here through the bad times. We've, we've been here through the floods, the fires, all of those different types of things. Um, I, I want to thank you all very much for, for coming. And, and I also want to say that um, we have an amazing group of candidates that, that are here today. And I'm glad that you're all going to be able to meet all of them and uh, see exactly what each one of us has to offer. So thank you very, very much.
3: Hi, everyone. My name is Alice Carey. I'm currently the executive director of public safety and chief of police at the University of Uh, Illinois. Um, I've been in law enforcement for 36 years. I hold a master's degree in criminal justice management. And I'm in the doctoral program my second year as a doctorate student at the University of Illinois. I've been in law enforcement for 36 years. Um, I've worked a, a lot of different facets of law enforcement, like Corey has done, just about everything <laughs> that one can imagine. But I really, truly focus on you know, community engagement, because that's what helps us protect those who cannot t- protect themselves. And you know it's, I don't want to sound cliche, but it really is the truth. And my husband and I came up to Estes Park a day and a half early, and I spent time talking to the community. And there's such a general consensus about this being so well-connected and family-oriented. And you don't find a lot of communities like that. You find communities that are siloed. And so having something that's so open and so warm is very rewarding and refreshing, especially in this day and age. I can say that I spent 12 years in Wyoming, so I know um, Living in the, the Mountain West is challenging yet rewarding, but having that outdoor activity is, is something that I miss dearly. My son and his wife currently live in Colorado Springs, and they have a life there. So um, that's something that would be very nice to have is my family close to me. But I really want to thank everyone. I, hopefully, I get a chance to engage with everyone here. Um, lots of stuff to keep them out you know boys mm-hmm. but, <laughs> <laughs> but any rate um, it's just so such a blessing to be here and um, thank you for having me yeah.
4: A candidate for police chief. Um, We've had a house in Estes Park since, second house in Estes Park since about 2017. Uh, The last eight years, and currently I'm the police chief in Louisville. As you know, Louisville just had a pretty catastrophic fire. We are, we are, the community is rebuilding. It's going to be kind of a long rebuild. Um, But I'm happy to report that our community, like the Estes community, when you've had other tragedies, including the 2013 flood, have, have figured out figured out a way to get through it and you still get up every day and you know that you've got uh, work to do. I have an undergraduate degree also uh, in criminal justice and in political science. Also a graduate of the Northwestern University. Um, I spent many a summer here as a, as a young person. Our parents were doing us here. This was a special treat for us. We grew up in Denver and then as uh, I, I got older and had kids we spent uh, many nights here in the, in the pool over here at the at the uh, hotel here, and also at the YMCA of the Rockies. And uh, just a month or two ago, my oldest uh, was married at Delaterra and I served as the father of the bride and the officiant. <laughs> um, but we, we love Estes Park. I would love to be the chief of the Estes Park Police Department. But uh, all that being said, I want, as a someday resident of Estes Park, maybe sooner than later, but I want Estes Park to have the best police chief. The community here is wonderful, and um, it, it, it's just tough to beat. I think anywhere, and uh, the loves of my I always said when I, I also grew up in the Boulder Police Department, and if you would ask people I worked with in Boulder, I would i always told them I want I love working in Boulder, but I someday want to be the police chief in Louisville and in Estes Park. And I got my first one, and I'm just now working on the second. <laughs> Thank you.
5: My Stewart. I'm hoping some of you recognize me. I'm with the Larimer County Sheriff's Office. I'm on Justin Smith's command staff.
0: My main role at the Sheriff's Office right
5: now is I'm the commander of the Northern Colorado Drug Task Force. So from DEA, um, contributing agencies also include Fort Collins, Loveland, Windsor, Larimer County, and the state as well. So I get to work with a lot of agencies. It's a great job. It's a great chance to branch out and see all the things going on out there. The other primary role I've had that hopefully I haven't bumped anybody in the room with is I'm the SWAT commander, now known as the All Hazards Crisis Team commander for Northern an Colorado and our regional team. Um, it's mainly Larimer County Road I'm sorry, Larimer County Sponsor. Those are what I'm currently doing right now. My history in public safety, uh, I actually started I in college as a firefighter. I'm hoping I have some firefighter
3: support. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Unfortunately, firefighters, I figured out the cops are having a lot more fun than the firefighters, so I switched sides. <laughs> um, ever since I've been at the Sheriff's Office, and I've gotten a chance, like all, all the partners up here behind me, we've gotten a chance, I've gotten a chance to do everything there's pretty much to do at the Sheriff's Office, and I've been able, really fortunate in those endeavors. Um, really proud that uh, my grandfather moved here at the end of World War II, so we're fourth generations in Laramie County, very vested in this community. And I was really looking forward to the chance to speak with every one of you tonight because. Um, hopefully my career in law enforcement at Lever County Sheriff's Office has shown just every time something breaks up here I make sure that I find a way to get up here to help solve it and I'd like to keep continuing to do that as you can. Thank you.
2: Good evening everybody. My name is Derek Russ. I'm a native of Colorado raised up in the mountains in Eagle. Um, I went the military route out of high school. I was a Marine. Um, at the White House for two years for Reagan and Bush. Uh, That's a two year thing. Went into, (laughs) back to the fleet, where I was a combat veteran of the 91 Persian Gulf War. Um, Put myself out of the military through the academy and um, got hired with Avon, so that's Beaver Creek uh, Resort there. And then moved my family to Michigan where I did 21 years with the Ypsilanti Michigan Police Department. Um, same size department as Essex Park and Breckenridge where I'm the deputy chief there. Uh, rose up from detective and sergeant and canine handler and disciplines of instruction in firearms and defensive tactics, all the fun stuff. Uh, was fortunate enough to go to police staff and command school there. Um, then I proceeded to get my bachelor's degree in law enforcement. And then I've been to advanced chief school. I've been to police executive development training. And then I was fortunate to attend the FBI National Academy, that is less than 1% of law enforcement get to attend. It's master level classes of papers and basically a lot of good networking from executives all over the world. Um, was a finalist for the chief's job in Breckenridge, actually. And when my boss got that job, uh, I worked for the district attorney's office for a little bit when his deputy chief resigned while we were recertifying for Colorado. And uh, he see if I was interested. And I was highly interested because I got myself back into the mountains. Um, Breckenridge, obviously, is a ski resort has so similarities to Estes Park. Same population, same square <laughs> mileage. Um, and we don't have a, a national forest with elk, but obviously if you've ever been to Breckenridge, we have elk and moose and crazy tourists that come. 30,000, 30 some thousand um, visitors constantly. During more of, the, more of the winter time, we have no more year-round breaks like we used to back in the 70s. I may not be as old as I look, but um, (laughs) I remember those times. Uh, My family um, is all from Colorado Springs, except my immediate family. My parents still live in Eagle. And uh, (laughs) when this came to notice that uh, the chief was retiring, Um, I had lunch with him. Um, Yesterday I had a great conversation and right along with Sergeant Robinson, uh, uh, certain issues that they are seeing, and we're going to all be at uh, a meet and greet with the department tomorrow. Um, So that's me in a Reader's Digest version. Come see me, meet with me, uh, tell me your issues, and uh, we'll see what we can do. Thanks. Thank you all for being here today and showing
0: your interest in your community. It's an awesome opportunity for you to get to know all of these um, very well-qualified and wonderful people and law enforcement officers. Please take the opportunity to talk to every one of them if you get a chance. Okay? Thank you. Oh, man, I totally spaced out giving you who i thought would be the best candidates i put up the episode without that so i'm re-recording it real quick i'm going to put it back up so uh yeah and it, it i'm going to keep it short because it's it's a short list um as far as who i think would be the best um i think it's it's kind of a tie between um cory pass the interim chief now just because he's got you know been a part of the ss park community for 30 years he really understands needs and moving forward um I think Ian would do great too, because again, Ian, he's down from the Lamar County Sheriff's office. Um, he's grown up in Northern Colorado for the most part. And he's here all the time. Like anytime there's a SWAT action, he's here. He's here at all the local community gatherings, like these types of meet and greets. Um, I just see him all over the place. And, you know, I've, I've been able to talk with him and, and get to know him. And I think he understands pretty well um, the S's community. Now he does live on the, uh, western edge kind of in between loveland and fort collins it'd probably be about a year and a half two years depending on his family situation from what he told me uh, after the conversation until he could uh, get a house up here and of course we know that housing is a major issue um so that's like my one concern with ian is he's he's not here i've i've done first responder work where i was 30 minutes out of town and you can get there pretty quick running code but you know i don't know uh, Police chief, we'll have to see about that. So Corey and Ian, I think, are my top runner-ups, and then um, David Hayes out of Louisville. Um, he already has a house up here, and he, uh, I think, he'd be a good fit too. You know, he's uh, he's been coming up here for a long time. So anyway, those are my top three choices. Again, I have no saying this whatsoever, but just just my two cents. So there you go. All right, folks, that's going to be the episode for today. Hope you learned a little bit more about who might be, well, one of them is going to be our new chief of police, possibly then the decision coming down later today might come out a little bit. I've already set it up that whoever it is, we're going to have on for an interview with, along with, um, town administrator, uh, and, uh, yeah, so that should be an interesting conversation. Get to know the new police chief, whoever that might be, a little bit, um, as a community. So that's it for today. Uh, later on this week, we're going to be talking about magic mushrooms. Rocky Mountain High. I don't know. I'd just like to get a dispensary in town, so I don't always have to go down to, uh, to Lions or Fort Collins. I'd like to be able to just get, you know, it's like if you had to go get your bottle of red wine and have to drive, you know, an hour or so round trip to just get that bottle of red wine to enjoy after dinner. I don't know. Hopefully that's going to be changing. I'd like to see it anyway. Um, but we're going to be talking about the pros and cons of the medicinal uses of psycho psychedelic natural plants. And, uh, See who I can get on on for that. Otherwise, we'll just uh, have a discussion. All right, folks. That's it for today. Uh, Thanks for bearing with me while I was finishing up the book. But uh, back at it now. Uh, I will uh, talk with you all soon. Stay safe out there, Estes Park.